Welcome back to Wake Up Winden, podcasts talking about season three of Dark. With me today is my friend Paul. Paul, it's good to have you. How are you doing today? Hello, Brian. Glad to be here. I heard you needed some help, you know, really raising up the intellectual level of this podcast. So I'm glad I could help you out with this. Thanks so much. You know, we're at a sophomoric level, um, we've been told. So anything to raise it to like 11th grade, 12th grade, that'd be wonderful. I said, well, let's, okay, 12th grade might be a little bit too high. Let's shoot for 11th grade level of analysis here. I think, you know, you have to write a pretty significant paper in English in uh, 11th grade. So I, I would take that if I could get there. Right. Can you imagine if you could actually, like, if you were in high school now and, like, there was some assignment where you got to, like, tie in, like, a, you know, a modern TV show, you could actually write a paper about Dark? Yeah, I write a paper about Ariadna and Dark, and it comes back 59F. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, no, I, I don't know how much I'm going to actually be able to bring to the table in terms of, like, the literary analysis side of things. I'm like so intrigued by dark and everything that's happening into it, but I have to talk a lot of things out. So I'm actually hoping talking with you will help me understand all the, um, you know, the complicated aspects of the show. Yeah. And same here. I'm hoping talking with you will help me out so we can help each other out hopefully. And, you know, I just wanted to say, since you mentioned that, you know, I'm just, kind of an average guy just trying to do a dark podcast. So um, we're going to make jokes. We're going to have fun with it. I'm not going to go too too deep into the literary analysis of it. And if it's if that's not for you, that's totally okay. But, if uh, you're too smart, there's, there's other podcasts out there. So this is like, you know, moderately intelligent people. Yeah, we were talking, it's like basic level, uh, entry level dark. If you have no idea what's going on, me neither. So we're going to try to figure it out. I have taken notes. And um, I think I've gotten a watched it twice we both have so we're going to try to talk about it as best we can yeah we'll do our, we'll do our best on on this one yeah so paul thanks again for joining me and um do you want to kind of explain your connection to dark and why you like the show yeah so i have a little bit of a unique connection with dark in that um i am a high school german teacher and i um, have lived in germany a few different times and there really are not a ton of really good like German TV shows out there, like modern good German TV shows that are, you know, kind of pushed out for the whole world to see. So this is one of the first um, first series that has been very popular, um, not just within, uh, you know, German speaking Europe, but across the world. So there was a huge part of Dark that I love just because of the German aspect of things and the German culture things and things that I, you know, um, resonate with. So um I'll be excited to um, you know talk about this. I'm you must you watch it in German with English subtitles. Is that what you do? Yeah, I have been the whole time. I watched a few episodes. Um, I was doing a rewatch at one point, kind of half paying attention, and this was like a few months ago, and I had just like turned on the English because I was you know doing other stuff and I just wanted to kind of absorb it. But right. It was it's it's okay. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, but the I, I find it much more enjoyable when I'm watching the German with the subtitles. Right. And so I, I watch mine in German, but then I also put on the German subtitles too. Um, just because sometimes if they're, you know, say something really fast or quiet, it, it just kind of helps it, um, helps me follow along with it too. But I get all the, um, descriptions of like what's happening with the music and stuff. Like Tense there are music. so many, so many descriptions of like, like 
foreboding sounds for like you know the whole thing is like narrating every single every single sound and and musical element of the show so that's pretty funny with it but it was funny listening to your first few um, episodes of your podcast and how you pronounce the name so i'm i promise i'm not <laughs> trying to be pretentious if i call them by the german pronunciation it's just kind of how i know them no please help me with that um it's not something i mean to mess up my dad was actually correcting me earlier on my pronunciation of, of helga so I'm mm-hmm. trying trying to get better. I was saying, hey, you're sounding good. I was like, you're, yeah. I was like, who is Helg? That's, I, that's I, yeah. So I'm trying. At least I, my cousin had called him Helgi. So um, we're well, we're, yeah, we're trying worse. to improve. But you know, it's okay. We're all. I have been butchering the names, and I'm trying my best. So definitely help me out with that. I would like to get better. I will. And it's, listen to your first few podcasts. It's funny because um, one of the classes I teach is um, AP German. And at the end of the year on their AP exam, one of the things they have to do is a cultural comparison. And so like, I just kind of always am looking through German things through this lens of like, here's an example. Uh, when you guys take the test, you can compare, you have to compare your country or your community or your city or whatever it is with a German speaking one. So here's a good example of it. So like every time you were discussing things, I was like, this would be perfect for a cultural comparison. You were talking about uh, Katarina walking around the school um, and like, does no one check her ID? And I was just like, you know, saying to myself, well, that you could compare that in German if you don't have to show identification in the school. It's not like that like it is in the u.s with top security things at school so um hopefully where i lack in uh you know analyzing um the plot and who's connected to who i can make up for with some uh cultural knowledge and some um, language background here no absolutely you're gonna be really valuable for uh for wake up winden so really appreciate it paul um and you know i was thinking about this so i'm taking notes and i'm trying it's it's really difficult when i'm watching i'm you know, reading the subtitles, trying to analyze things and taking notes. And it definitely, things can slip by you the first time. So I think watching it twice really helps. And um, I did for this episode and I think I have a firmer grasp on it. So hopefully yes. we can, uh, hopefully we can make some sense of it and, all. And this was a good episode. I thought this was like a big, like, I, I've, mm-hmm. I actually, am, I'm glad you invited me onto this one. Cause I felt like by the end of this episode, we kind of had a sense of like, a little more okay maybe i see how everything's connecting here so i'm glad i'm glad you picked uh picked this one for me yeah well we got the huge reveal right about the origin uh the source of it all uh turned out to be Jonas and alternate martha so we're going to talk about the whole you know the whole show but what'd you just what'd you think of that bombshell right off the bat yeah well i was kind of like in upon second watch i really was watching it too where i'm like like this you know the the sex scene that they did that we just see so much throughout you know the the show then finally being like okay that's like you know because you're so used to watching tv shows where they show scenes like this and you're like okay like let's move along here because you're just you know you're just trying to spice up your show with some sexy scenes but like this is like oh okay no this really is a really important scene so i i enjoyed that aspect of it yeah, the payoff for opening, you know, five or six episodes with that scene, you know, came came into play here. Um, we have, you know, the the conception of the nameless trio. Um, how do you how do you like these guys coming in with uh, halfway through this season, Paul, as a villain? Um, yeah, I don't. It's I get I still get like before my second rewatch, like it's, it's because there are so many different Marthas and so many different Jonas's. It's just like a lot of like trying to remember who is who. So it wasn't until my second rewatch that I was like, okay, we're like, okay, 
this is alternate Marta. And in this moment and in this time, she can be with Jonas because they're from different worlds. But there's a huge consequence anyway for this. Like there was so much buildup of, well, they can't, you know, once they know their relation to each other and how they are, they, they can't do these things. But now they can do these things. But then we learn like, well, actually the impact of, of what's going on here is even greater than it was before. Yeah, they're the start of the whole knot. And, you know, they're not impossible in this timeline as the middle-aged version of Marta said. And, well, uh, they're not only the start, they're also the end, Brian. Don't the forget beginning that. beginning and the ends, you know, the snake, uh, the bracelet we saw, the snake eating its tail, you know, very uh, prescient there. And, right. <laughs> um, what I can't, I just, when, I, when you talk about you had to watch it a couple times to see, you know, the different characters, you know, I was weeping when I, when I, when I had to figure out, figure that I was going to podcast about this because I'm trying to figure out, okay, which Marta is this? There's four different versions of Marta and Jonas. Um, Marta and Jonas, there's a version of them that's like three months or a year apart. And yeah, it's a lot to keep track of. And then well, having... and what's, what is so brilliant about this show too is like, is that I feel like they're all, like, I guess they're not technically unreliable narrators because they're not really narrating it, but they're all, like, you you still are constantly questioned who to trust, who's telling the truth, like, who has good intentions, and, like, which versions of the different people have good intentions. So it's not all, like, it's, it's not as simple as saying, like, what are Marta's true intentions? Are they good or bad? What are Jonas's intentions? Are they good or bad? Like, because there's so many different versions of them. It's like they all have different intentions or at least they're in different parts along their eventual path to, to their intention. Um, so that's what makes it such like, you almost just have to sometimes just like sit back and like not think about it at first, just to try to absorb what's happening. <laughs> I know. And they're all tricking Jonas, right? All these machinations of people. It all seems right, to yeah. be, you know, one manipulation of Jonas after the other Jonas, excuse me, after the other. So right, thank you. Thank you for um, catching that J there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, you know, I feel feel bad for him because each way he's getting, uh, you know, torn in the wind each each way. Uh, every person he talks to, whether it's older Marta, you know, middle-aged Marta, older Adam, the stranger version of himself, um, everybody's fighting to kind of control him. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, as you're just uh, listing out those different characters, I realize how tricky it is to even take notes on this show because you're like old older oldest young younger youngest how do i uh, differentiate uh, uh <laughs> the different um, ages of these characters or which you know which year they're from yeah no and it was a nightmare trying to write about the show because i wrote recaps for the first two seasons and i thought i could do it in one paragraph the summary and as the yeah. show went further and further that yeah. became a like a laughable task and it's probably because i'm not a very good writer and i don't have an editor but i could not get the I could not get the plot summaries in a right. you know succinct fashion, so it, it becomes really complicated. And then you have to give names like Mar Marta Raincoat to try to d differentiate right. between them. So well, what 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 helped what has helped me this season so far? It kind of seems like with each episode, we're kind of predominantly staying in one area or one dimension or whatever, so that we kind of are using that as our our main lens and then seeing some connections there. So I, I did enjoy the time we spent in the 1950s here. Um, because it, it kind of helped connect some things for me and make a, make a bigger, better sense of things. So I liked all the 1950s scenes. Did you, I can't remember on record if you liked the 1950s. I know it's not, I agree with you what you said before, 1980s and present day are the two best um, eras, but I think this one might be my third favorite. 
I think I'm with you on that too. The fifties are actually pretty great uh, because they're kind of full of mystery. I think of Greta, um, that's Helga's mom. And she's really mysterious to me. Agnes was always so mysterious. And, you know, for good reason, she's a huge part of the plot now. Um, I, I like seeing the stuff with younger Egon and how he became who he is in the 80s. So I, I do really like the 50s. And I thought this was a great example of why the 50s could be so great. So I might be revising Any, any scene with the, the mom, Greta, is so funny because she's, she is hardcore. Yeah, I mean, I thought um, Char- Charlotte. How do you say Charlotte's name in German? Charlotte. Yeah, so I thought she was very stern. And right. uh, Greta puts her to shame, you know? Right, yeah. No no comparison once you, you know, any scene you see with Greta. Yeah, and I mean it as a compliment. Like, she has, um, like, she has such a presence about her, the actress, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get the, uh, the few things in the 50s we get. You know, we get the Hannah and Egon story. And we get how Egon loses Doris. And we get, like, the beginning of the... Claudia, Tronti, and Tronta, Tronta, Tronta and Yana yeah. love triangle. So, which one of those uh, did you like the most? Which one of those storylines do you want to talk? Well, about? like you were saying earlier, the fact that Tronta is like just such a big character this season is kind of weird, and like there's still a lot of mystery around him, and there were a lot of things that he just didn't talk about that I just thought were kind of like bizarre. Like what I had written down when. It, at first, my first reaction to him was like that he's really not into Claudia at all. Like for as much as Claudia like yanks him around and um, the things that they may have done or planned to do, like he's just really not that into it. Yeah. Um, he seems way more interested in what's happening with Yana. Um, but right. there was at one point Yana. It's when he's sitting on the at the lake, right? Yeah. And he's sitting at the water somewhere. Now, is this the same? Do we know? Is this, that's not like the same lake as, like, I don't know if there's any meaning there between, because where's, was in last season where there's those scenes at the lake? I don't know if there's any connection yeah. there that he's sitting on the water, but. I bet um, it is. I bet it's the same lake. Yeah. Oh. And I was, do you remember how he, um, when she asks him why you skip school and how he answers why he likes the area? He likes it because it's desolate and he likes to write stories, right? Right. Yeah. So just like some like weird things like that. But and then it kind of cuts off there. He likes to write stories. But then I guess because he becomes the journalist, right? Yeah, he does. Okay. All right. That's a good connection. You know what? I had a really bad... You know how uh, in the end of Lord of the Rings, spoiler, uh, that some, they, they write a book of, of the Lord of the Rings? Right. Uh, Bilbo does. I was like, oh no. Is Tronto going to be the writer of like the whole dark at the end and it's just going to be a story? Um, but that's not where it's going. Yeah, I think the the journalistic uh, part of it's probably better. Right. So I I guess I'm just trying to take away like what the whole like I feel like the the biggest takeaway of with this trio is that that he's really not that into Cloudy as much as Cloudy's kind of into him and likes to like you know go talk, kind of in front of Yana like you know show her mark her territory kind of. But we see Tronter like you know gives some, I don't want to say affection, but some attention stuff to Yana, gives her the, the golden snake band and stuff like that. So um, is, is this just us like seeing why he ends up with, with Yana in the end? But like still, I don't even feel like he's that into Yana. No, he never is. It's really the first time we ever see him into Yana in the whole series. 
and <laughs> that's pretty bad when this is like the peak of like uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is apex mountain for yana right yana for that relationship yeah it, it's it's really a reversal of normal because he's so into claudia in the 80s and right so when you know when mads dies um he's not even focused on mads he's focused on claudia and in this time period in the 50s He's, you know, so into Yana instead. He, you know, we have that lingering look back for him when he walks away with Claudia when she takes his hand. And he's like, maybe, maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. It's um, like, kind of yeah, like that meme. Weird. Chonta needs to kind of come to terms with his emotions here because he's really, he doesn't have a grasp on them as a child and it doesn't seem like he ever really grasps, grasped them. Um, Maybe it was his time in the home. <laughs> yeah. Or that was really yeah. dark. Yeah. So I think that was kind of, can I ask you about that? What you thought about that? Because I had always thought that maybe that was a result of Agnes or his father burning him with a cigarette or something. But yeah. are we to take that, like, you know, he got bullied out of home and that's kind of what happened to him or mistreated by the adults there. Right. So that was something that I, I, um, I didn't really think about too much because it seems like what the show has been good about is when it shows people having these injuries, we usually end up finding out why that is um, at some point. So I'm hoping that maybe we'll see some story behind that because I didn't really know exactly what to take from that. But he's like, what he says, like, oh, this is like, I have a secret. Um, Can you keep a secret? And then he shows her his arm, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then he never, he doesn't mention it, but it, it's just that he lived in a home and, you know, we see, they're fading, right? They're starting to heal finally. Um, right. And it's been, it's been a while, I think, since he's, since moved to the town, I think over three months, they were saying in this episode. So, right. um, you know, the scars are really terrible. And, um, you know, you are, you do feel awful for him because he's not a very sympathetic character later on in the series. And going back to see his past does always make you feel, you know, worse for these characters after you see what happened to them. Right, you see, there's some uh, some issues going on when he says that he doesn't want to know who his dad is. His mom's been gone for three months, and he's glad about it, and just like, you know, has no no emotional connection to his parents. So maybe that explains some of his just overall, you know, lack of emotion throughout yeah. his life. Yeah, he doesn't even care. He doesn't want to know about it at all. And uh, I guess we should talk about how he meets his dad at the beginning of the episode, right? Or that is his dad. I think it's confirmed that it's his father. Eventually. Right. Yeah. So how, how do we, how do we know for sure that's, I know he's like talking about, um, he's like, I think that's my father, but I don't even care to know if it really is him or not, blah, blah, blah. But how do we know for sure that's his father? Okay. So I think he's represented by the infinity symbol on the family tree. And Oh, because he's the, uh, he doesn't have a name, right? Right. He's the nameless guy. So if, um, if you bear with me for a second with the family tree, so Jonas and alternate Mart- Marta, they have this nameless guy. The nameless guy has Tranta with Agnes, right? So then Tranta and Yana have Ulrich. Ulrich and Katerina have Marta and Mikkel and Magnus. But um, Mikkel has Jonas. Mikkel and Hannah have Jonas. And then it starts all over again, right? So there's the cycle right there. Everybody's related. It's such like an incestuous pool here. Right. No, no, no. That makes total sense. Like... um... 
Right. I mean, this is like kind of jumping around obviously a lot of it here, but it's like, why does he not have a name? Why do we just call him the Infinity? Like, why was he never given a name? Is there a reason for that? It doesn't make sense to me. And somebody, you know, uh, far smarter than me probably knows. But <laughs> Well, I mean, because I guess like he doesn't know anything really about his father. So he's kind of this mysterious person, but doesn't, when he meets him initially in the forest, he says, what's your name? And he mm-hmm. said, oh, I never had one. Uh, no one ever gave me one. I took your name, though, or something. I chose your name. Yeah, I didn't know what to make of that either. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? He Was he posing as Tron at some point in his life? Um, right, I mean, unless there's something where it's like, now, jumping ahead, once Marta now knows, because Adam tells Marta, like, oh, the beginning and the end is in your stomach, is growing in your stomach right now, whatever, um, and says... So maybe that's comes up something how they want to how, one of the ways they cope with it is like we're not even going to name this child we're going to try to get rid of this child or I don't know maybe there's some like you know maybe that's an effect of it because they know that there's something bad associated with him I don't know yeah and it'll be interesting I don't know what they're going to do time period uh, with the time time uh, the timeline because we only have four episodes left um, how are they going to speed this up like how are we going to see the birth of this baby growing into, you know, who he becomes. I know he's at three different points, but I'm wondering where he even grows up. Like, um, how does he become who he is? You know, I hope we see some of that. Right. Um, so yeah, he's, he's really mysterious. Um, I love the two metallic like, uh, tomes that they do for him. I'm sure they have like some foreboding music on the subtitles when, <laughs> whenever he comes on. And did you like when he was, uh, they, Adam touched um, Marta's stomach. They played the the music just to like make it really clear that you know who it's right. going to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. They they the show does a really good job with stuff like that, like having certain sounds associated with certain you know people and moments and stuff like that. And um, what they also do a really good job of is just making that trio of this unknown guy and this and his younger. I mean, obviously, probably his younger and his older self that are always accompanying with him. Like it still creeps me out. Like. Like that concept is a very creepy concept. Yeah, they are, they are really scary. Um, I want them, want them gone soon. I hope somebody deals with them. <laughs> think they're, the, think they're the Minotaur <laughs> in the in the classical uh, story of Ariadna. So, <laughs> yes. Can we please go into that a little bit deeper about Ariadna? I, I, I think when I see the unknown figure, I think that when he says he's given no name. He really was given the name Ariadna. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's my contribution for my uh, deep gonna, intellect. Gonna, gonna get flamed for uh, mocking mocking me with a British accent. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm mocking Ariadna. No. Um, I've got some stuff to say about Ariadna, but I want to save it for later. Um, oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah. in this scene, I have something I want to ask. Okay. So the first I wrote this down. This kind of in, is in a German-English. Um, I wrote it down in German, but I'll just translate it. So correct me if some of the English would translate differently. But, like, the first voice that we hear, we hear the unknown one say that, like, we are pulled from the dark, like, moths, like, from the mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. And out of the dark, we're born, out of the darkness born, but we always go back to it. Yes. Right? Is yes. That what he's he says, here? yeah, we're attracted to the darkness, like right. moths are attracted to the light. Yeah. Okay, which um, I guess has kind of been like a you know a motif throughout the yeah. series. Yeah, I mean they're all it's there's so many sad and dark stories through throughout the series. I was just like writing down some of like the tragic love stories throughout. And there's a lot of them. Like everything is sad. Like the only 
positive one so far I could find. I could, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm missing any, but Magnus and Franziska, I haven't seen the tragedy there yet. Um, but everything else, it's pretty tragic. Even Alexander and Regina, who are like the model husband and wife for this series, uh, you know, Regina dies in both worlds. So. Right. Um, so also in the scene, this is when initially when they give Tonta the um, golden snake ring. Yes. What's like, what do you think of, I mean, obviously you talked about the snake, like eating its tail, like the, the never ending circle. And obviously yeah, I'm not, again, not like a, a ultimate scholar here, but mm. the snake and the garden of Eden and the temptation, I'm, you know, the yeah. serpent, the devil, those types of things. What exactly is this thing? Do we know? Um, I'm not sure. I think of the serpent, like you said, it's Adam and Eve, right? And Adam and Eve have two kids, Cain and Abel, right? right? So what I'm thinking is this guy, could he be Cain? Are there two of them? I think there's only one of them and they, they can go to different worlds and like the scar switches on the sides. I don't know if you've, if you've seen that, but the, the scar on their okay. lip does switch sometimes. And I think it's to signify that they're in the other world. But okay. I was just wondering, so if he is Cain... Right, Cain kills Abel, and oh, right. And so I'm just wondering if that like I, I could could Cain be his name? Like that's the only thing I was thinking too. Or there's got to be some significance with the Garden of Eden, the snake, and of course it's you know it's going in this in a cycle. This town uh, this town is in such a knot; it's never going to end. Um, right. No, I, I really do. I mean, I I liked the um, I liked the show from the beginning, but. I I think you talked about some of your episodes too. Like, there's so many shows that just go off the rails, you know, by the fourth or fifth season. It's like okay, but like with this, like because like you talked about, they really had a vision for the show. Like, this is one of the few times where I feel like I'm watching a show that was really so carefully thought out of how it's going to end, and so it just makes me like really really excited for. Um, you know, for, for what's going to happen, because I think they really knew where they were going with this. Yeah, it's a really an amazing feat. And to be able to keep everything straight, all the objects that they send back, the, um, you know, there's so many paradox, uh, that, and I've learned what a paradox, the a bootstrap paradox is. Uh, there's Good so job. many, there's so many of those in this, in this series, you know, we still see it with uh, St. Christopher Coin in this one. And even the name Katarina turns out to be part of a bootstrap paradox. It's... Right. Well, and I think like the, what's really cool about this show again, and we were kind of we're making these jokes because there have been some people who've unfairly criticized this podcast for not being, um, you know, at a certain level of analysis. But I think that's the beauty of this show is like it is so dense that like I can watch it one time through and enjoy it and be like really into it, and then I can go back and watch it in a couple years if I want to, and like really pick up on all of the you know the references in it and. I mean, you can watch a show many, many times and still find things with it. So I think like that's like in literature, that's what you, that's like a really, really good piece of literature or something that you can, you know, can look at so many different ways and read so many different times to get something out of it every way, you know, every time you read it. So um, I think that's, that should be noted here about the show. Yeah. And, you know, it gets better when you rewatch it. I really do believe that. And I had watched the first time and you know the big moments stick out with me just from the first moment um from the first time through um right and the second time through you just start to see all the like little details they put so early into the season and so like the very first episode there's so much and right. it's um yeah it's it's amazing to see it come to fruition at the end and i'm really excited to see it's it's been tough because i've been wait i wanted to watch it all like right away but 
I also want to enjoy it and savor it a little bit. So, you know, it's been kind of tough to, you know, battle that. Right. I went and looked just because I'm not a hundred. I'm not. I'm not a uh, an expert on all the biblical names. How you know how they are in German? Usually they're pretty similar because they're such old names. But Cain in German is kind. Okay, and it's I kind. And I think that he said the word kind. I was reading on Reddit a little bit about this episode, oh. and I think he said, um, uh, "I have." Is would if he said kind before the word, German word name? Would it be "I have kind name"? Some, um, ah, oh my say gosh! That? Yes, because kind, like it's spelled differently, means no. Ich habe kein Name. I have no name. Yes. So it and, or ich habe. Or you, I have the name of Cain. Oh my gosh. So it is intentional, right? I would think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's really cool. So okay, I'm that's wondering... Like also like... Okay, keep keep going. Remind me when we talk about um, Agnes disappearing. I have another name thing I want to mention. Okay, awesome. Okay, so I think we talked a lot about Tronta so far. The only... The thing that happens at the end... He does get together with Claudio, which is, you know, kind of a disturbing scene in itself. And um, yeah, you know, you said up writing that we should watch things twice. You know, for you can skip that one. Yeah, that skip that fine. part. I know. One I mean, and done. Jesus, I'm such deeply intellectual material. You got incest and kids hooking up. Like, I mean, come on. It's not like it's the, you know, King James Bible here. <laughs> right. No, pass on that one. Yeah. Once was enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Very disturbing. And. So that kind of wraps up their storyline in this. And, you know, poor Yana's, you know, by herself uh, thinking about him. And, you know, we have so many of those scenes in Dark where there's somebody's hooking up and the uh, third person in the triangle is just by themselves. It happens to Bartosh a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So how about let's talk about uh, Egon, the Egon, Hannah and Doris triangle. Uh, how about that? Okay. Next? Okay. Yes. I am. Um, when we jumped into the scene of... Uh, of Egon and Hannah um, in bed. I thought at first it was Ulrich. It took me a second. Yeah. Like, just because, like, that, like, that shot, that, like, just the way it was, and I think Hannah being there, like, that's what I, I immediately go to, and I think that probably was intentional because we're supposed to look at this, you know, we've seen Hannah escape to this new world and that she's able to finally, you know, she's trying to, you know, find the happiness. She never found her own life, and so we kind of make that a... Uh, that uh that parallel here and obviously as we're going to see also in this world and with this man things are also not going to turn out great no she can't catch a break um with any of these guys these married men that she's that she's been drawn to here uh, right even even in her peak here like i i noticed this on the second time too is that you know after they're done Aegon says i love you yeah and then she doesn't say anything right yeah um i because she looked i mean she looked so happy when he said it Yes. So and I mean like everything he said after that wasn't good. Uh, every he it went downhill quickly after that. Yes. So, yes. um, yeah, I, uh, he he did look like a lord from the back. I um I thought I thought the same thing too. There's a lot of similarities between characters, but right. um, she gets the Saint Christopher uh, necklace from him, right? Yes, yeah. and I was like because this had been, had been coming up so much, I wanted to do just a little bit of research on it because like they seriously had mentioned it and they, they call him like the, like the saint of traveling or something like that, the patron saint of travelers or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And so this was me trying to feel like really super smart here, but I just was kind of trying to read the legend of it and trying to see if, if we could find like this story somehow playing out in this show and so pretty much what I could find about it, again, not an expert on this, but um, 
I, there's kind of this whole, whole setup of, of who he is, but there's like um, that one day he saw the king cross himself at the mention of the devil. On thus learning the king feared the devil, he departed to look for the devil. So there becomes this thing where he's like looking for the devil. And then at some point um, that there's like a little kid that asks, um, asked to, to go across the river and this traveler, Christopher, he picks up this child. He's super, super heavy. Like they said, it's like heavy as the whole world. He carries him across. And then when he reaches the other side, he says to the child, like, you put me in great danger. You were so heavy. And the child says that, um, um, yeah, I'm, uh, you, not only did you have the shoulders of the whole world, you also uh, had him who made it. I'm Christ, your King. Um, uh, you know, so pretty much it was like that he didn't know that, but he's his good deed in, in doing this was actually bringing, you know, Christ across the river. So I'm like trying to connect this here about like this, like searching for the devil. And, you know, we heard that a lot in the series about who's the white devil in this and, yeah. and who's good, who's evil, those types of things. So do you have any theories here, Brian? Because, uh, you know, I'm kind of struggling to make the connection. Okay. So who gets the tones, right? So we get Noah has obvious uh dark tones and so does uh the nameless the nameless trio they get really dark tones could they be somehow related to the devil eh, i don't know um i'd go towards the nameless trio before i went towards noah um right but as far as like um you know saint christopher you said he's like carrying a really heavy child right um right. uh kind of like it's the weight of the world on his shoulders could that be Jonas? i mean it seems like he has got a lot or marta and the, the alternate marta both of them are carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. Right. Um, yeah, Jonas is literally like a super heavy baby because there's so many versions of him that we're trying to like <laughs> lug around and direct and manipulate that maybe he's the really heavy baby. Yeah. And it's all his fault too. So maybe like they have to just lug him around. But that it. would make, but the, remember the baby turned out to be Christ. So okay. Is that, so it's not really Jonas. No, no. I, uh, uh, watch it be Tronta. Tronta yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that would be. Um, I'm sure the listeners could tell us, uh, penning up an angry email right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's leave it to them because uh, hopefully maybe next episode we'll get a little bit more, more of a direction on this. Yeah. I bet Ulrich wishes he was St. Christopher instead he got stuck in the 50s. Right. Wasn't able to travel. <laughs> yeah um okay so um and hannah's not feeling well right so you know what that means on any tv show <laughs> doesn't matter the tv show the dimension the year we know what that means yeah yeah so she'll end up seeing the doctor and um he'll tell her that she's pregnant and he also lights up a cigarette like right after telling <laughs> he's her like that. you know what at your age here you know there's a lot of risks in uh in you carrying a child let me light up my cigarette right here yeah. but what i did actually pick up in that conversation is that there was a, a kind of a light theme here i think i heard it at least twice maybe there was more than than twice is this idea of a gift being given did you catch any of this? Yeah, I did. It, um, they did. It did, was talked about in a very positive way, right? And it kind of seemed hopeful. And, right. And then, you know, you know, you think the whole... I mean, I think we know that she's going to have the baby, but it is. it even ends on a hopeful tone when Katerina's mom tells her the story and she ends up leaving. And so I do think that there is, you know, some lightness to this and some positivity coming from this. And Right. Do you know and who her at daughter some is? Point, is it Adam at some point tells, um, does he tell Agnes? I can't remember if he tells someone that life is a gift for those who use it. Oh, good. Yeah, like I didn't. That, that, 
that's at some that's earlier i think in the ep- i don't know where it is somewhere on my five pages <laughs> it's okay here. but then time's irrelevant um and then i was i was so i was thinking about the gifts and then like you know then there was so that that's why i was trying to make some connection of like hana's you know if yeah. if hana ends up using this gift of life i don't know well this baby is uh pretty significant to the whole family family tree um do you know who the baby is or what so, will happen was this something that was discussed on the family tree analysis yes it's in the family tree um, yes so i do know maybe we won't we don't need to go into it too much right now if, if people sure. are choosing not to see that but yes you're right so yeah. i think she is so important uh, the baby is important um yeah. and like if you looked at the family tree you would have known that she wasn't gonna like the, the, she would have this baby like you knew this was coming at some point right Right. And I think it's fairly obvious from the way, like, Hannah, uh, at the end of season two, Egon... How do you say that name? Sorry, I'm butchering Egon. Egon. So, so Egon is lighting up the cigarette for Hannah, right? Uh-huh. And they're, like, they kind of have, like, a lingering look. And, like, from that moment on, you know that they're going to get together, right? And it's the time travel. Right. It's been happening throughout the series. Like, we're primed for it by that time, so... Um, right. Yeah, you know, it's, it is it is cool seeing it on screen and, like, how, how it happened and... Um, just and you're not cool for Aegon. Aegon has uh, Aegon has uh, not a lot go not a lot of good going on here, huh? Right, and this is the thing too. I was listening to your podcast earlier today, and I was like totally agreeing with you when you were saying about how like Aegon has grown on you so much throughout the course of the series, and like then we see this episode and see what an ass he is. Yep, yeah, it was a fallback for him for sure. Uh, not his best episode, and um, <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks when he like because um, at first you don't know if like he's left Doris yet or if like because uh, like they're having sex right and then later on he's like I've got to go back home and you know like when he said that I was like oh it's still happening right. to Hannah you know she's still getting two timed or she's still the second the second woman you know right so um yeah and uh Doris you know I she doesn't get enough shine I don't think in the first two seasons um I I kind of wish we knew more about her yeah, um, when she showed up, I was like, wait, I th- I'm pretty sure that's the wife. I had to, like, think for a second because we just really don't know that much about her besides her relationship with Agnes, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, she seems, you know, unhappy because uh, Aegon is always at work, you know. So, uh, you know, and it's the 50s. Times are different, too. So, um, yeah, she's very unfulfilled, I would say, with her life before Agnes got to Winden. Right. Um, so, um what do you think about the scene where Doris comes in to inform Aegon that uh, this Hanno Tolbor had disappeared at the same time as Agnes? Okay, so now this was interesting. So we knew that Agnes was gone for three months because the girls, little girls, are talking about it. Right. Yep. And so then, and and so she's trying to connect the dots here of saying, oh, I think this could, maybe, she said her husband was dead, but maybe he's not dead, because she said, one, that he was, what do they say in English for it, that he's like a clergyman? A pastor, I believe they said. I think they said pastor, pastor in English. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also that, um, um, that she had found this, um, they said that he was dead, but he is dead and he was this clergyman but that she had found this what it was like a handkerchief or something yep said ht and it said ht which then how do we know that that's noah so my guest in episode two jer figured it out that um 
since HT or since Hannah Tober was in the same line as Agnes, uh, he was like in the brother and sister spot as Agnes, and we knew that Noah was Agnes's brother. So okay. a, uh, Hannah Tober has to be Noah, is, is what okay. he concluded. Now, here's the thing like, I think the name is like really well. Hano is like, it's kind of a weird name. It's like, it's the name for Hano is a short name of Johannes. Okay. Like a nickname for Johannes. And Johannes is like John in the Bible. Okay. All right. That like, makes so sense. I don't know if that, but here's what I think is interesting. His last name, Tauber, can also mean, it can mean two things. It can mean a dove. Okay. Okay. But that has some religious implications, right? Purity, right? Or um, Yes. Yeah. But also Tauber is also a deaf person. And he ends up marrying um, Ellie. Right. Yeah. Which that's, that's, um, do they call, like the subtitles, do they call her Ellie? Uh, they, E-L-L-I. Sorry. What would that be? You know, it's just really, it, like, that's uh. the one that's like the weirdest for me because her name's Elizabeth, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think maybe, so it's Elizabeth and I think they shorten it in German just to Lisbeth sometimes or okay. Lisa, Elizabeth. So like when you guys were talking about it, I was like, who the hell is Ellie? Did I miss a character? So yeah. I think that's just how in the, the English subtitles, they're shortening it to be Ellie is a little easier than Lisbeth, I think. But anyway, you know, I think um, they right. Draw. But uh, so that was interesting too. But, but now with the two worlds, we've had like the person who's deaf has been the, it's switched from the daughters, right? Yeah, it did. Uh, Francisca and um, yes, that's correct. Francisca right. and Elsa. So I don't know. I just I'm like everything in the show is done with a reason. Like the name Hanno Talbar, Like you hear that name, you're like, okay, what's the significance here? Because it's not a normal name at all. No, it's not either. Um, so, and then there is. I'll save it for if we talk about the family tree. But there, I want. I might want to say one more thing about that, but I don't want to spoil it. So I'll. I'll okay, I'll leave it alone for now. At the end. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I love all that. And then, you know, it's, it's cool that she's kind of doing the detective work for him because she cares so deeply about Agnes and, you know, the detective work hasn't been stellar on dark. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, but Aegon, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got some weak spots as a detective, right? Right. What, yeah. what is he in the... Is this the scene where he ends up saying, like, who knows what goes on in the minds of you women or something like that? I know. Like that. Yeah, that was, it's, it like, that's what I was just thinking about, too, when, you know, after the I love you, this is continuing. You just, the whole episode does not go well, and this is, why did he say that? That's, uh, it's just, he's, right. yeah, just, it uh, doesn't make you like him now. And, yeah, he, uh, he's, an, he's an interesting character. I mean, obviously, he kind of, I think, redeems himself a little bit in old age, but, um... Right, but we kind of see here. It's like once once we learn that she does want the you know the divorce and stuff, and we really don't have much sympathy for him now. We no. know once we've yeah. reestablished kind of what an ass he is, and then um, we kind of see maybe where his you know drinking issues come from and his you know his struggles later on. Yeah, how long was that silence from Doris when she was waiting on the stairs and uh, she didn't talk for like two minutes, and he he's like stumbling through his words. Ick, ick, I, 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 you right. know? <laughs> uh, but I, flowers, flowers for you. <laughs> he's holding them in like the saddest way. They're like upside down. I know. And he's like, oh, you know, it's just sorry about work. It's yeah. been, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a lot. So I'm sorry. <laughs> and is it just mirrored? Like, do they look like funeral flowers? Like they're not very like yeah. lively. I don't know what the flower market was like in the, in the fifties, but, um, yeah, I, no, it just looks good. so sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you got that scene and she's, she's leaving him. And, you know, that causes him to, you know, hit the bottle. And 
he uh, this continues throughout his life right till the 80s because Ulrich mentions it when he's a kid um that he's just right. an alcoholic so right. um you kind of see the origins of that too and uh yeah it's it's sad and um can i ask you about the scene where like the kids come home and you know he leaves them unsupervised eventually but did did he say leave him to uh to claudia about tranta or did i make that up um yeah what did he say i don't know that i have that I, like i'm it's when he's like sitting at home and she comes and she's like um standing like she's just kind of watching him and she's like She's like saying like dad, like trying to get his attention, right? Yep, yep. And, and then he says, What's the direct quote in English? I thought he said leave him, but um I I I you know, I'd have to go back and check that again. I could I could be totally wrong on this. Yeah, I'm not sure actually now that yeah. you say that. Yeah. My bad on this one, guys. I should have should should have checked that out again. Let's oh uh, let's talk about Ariadne instead. <laughs> quick transition. Okay, so Ariana versus the Minotaur. No, that was uh, Theseus. Sorry, sorry. Of course. Um, okay, we're not talking about Ariadna yet. <laughs> but that's then because then obviously they're unsupervised, and that's when they they have yeah. time yeah. alone. Yeah, it's just you know the parenting, <laughs> the parent good parenting continues. Well, that's what, what was interesting. Like I mean, earlier it's just very weird to talk about with the children. So I really not want to dwell on too much. But they're you know they have that you know pornographic magazine yeah. in the woods, and they're asking like, oh, have you seen one? Have you seen one? And she says yes. Do you think she actually had? Yes, it, it actually does happen in season two. It's like kind of a mirror image of what happens in the bedroom. But she wants to see. Okay. She wants to see Toronto's penis, and like it's in okay. like season two. And she's like, can I see it now? And then, like, he, like, looks around and drops his pants and she kind of giggles. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, I guess, yeah. you know, that's one of those things, too, that I, um, that I guess I, uh, I, I only saw once and that was fine. Okay, so I'm, I'm fi- I found the scene while we stalled. Good job stalling here. So she comes <laughs> in and, and, um, he says, um, Aegon says, the things of the heart you can't always explain. Yep. Um, that line that went from nameless guy to Doris to Aegon. Right. Yeah. It does what it wants. And this is me doing like on the flight German er, uh, translation here. <laughs> Takes a sip here. He's taking a shot. Okay. We put the bottle down. And then he says, and then Tonta says, oh, yeah. Tonta says, come, like, come on. And she says, and then he says, Las in, let him, like, leave him. Yeah, what's up with that? Why does he? Um, yeah, leave he doesn't him. follow. He doesn't follow through at all. Right. No, he didn't listen. That's weird. Tontus has come. Yeah, I just found that really strange. I didn't know. But is that? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, if anybody Good can explain catch, that. But sorry for the explanation. No, it's okay. I, if anybody can explain that, please let me know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea on that one. Um, okay, so. Um, and then, you know, we, uh, also have the scene where Hannah and Aegon, you know, H- Hannah leaves Aegon, right? Right. And, and she gets really mad, um, because he kind of, he asks about like, well, is it, is it for sure mine? Oh my gosh. And, I know. Another foot she, in the mouth. She just loses it. And she's like, you know, you are all the same. You just, I don't know how the translation is, but yeah. F around and yeah. do whatever you want. You think the world belongs to you. You think you're gods, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, she corners him too. And he's like cowering in the back, you know? And, uh, right. yeah, it's, <laughs> he en- ends up, uh, he ends up like recommending, um, an abortion for her. Right. And he leaves note in mm-hmm. a cash for her. 
And right. the person who's going to do it is uh, an o- Mrs. Obendorf, who would be Eric, uh, related to Eric from, you know, the first season, the oh, first boy that's Oh, okay, missing. okay, good, good. I was, like, trying yeah. to... It's actually kind of... It kind of now it kind of makes sense, like, in the theme of, like... Um, you know how everything repeats itself. Everything's connected. Like the Obendorfs are not very like they don't have high social standing, right? Right, correct. Like when Eric goes missing, it's like they're kind of you know, drug dealers working. Like they they don't have the same kind of status in town. It kind of makes sense that their ancestors, you know, she's she's performing abortions is not highly, you know, probably does it to get by with money or whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. that's a good catch there. Yeah. Even uh, in the third season, you know, Killian, who we found out's related to Eric, he tell like, he says Ulrich gets them kicked out. Nobody's ever respected their family. They're just trailer trash. He says, so right. yeah, that I, right. that's a good connection that, you know, she's doing this thing that probably wouldn't be, you know, looked upon kindly, of course, in Germany at the time. So, um, right. Yeah, that's uh, that that that's good to connect it to that too. Um, so the one thing I too wanted to say, um, the actress who plays um, Hannah, um, I, so her name I think it's Maya Scone, I think is her name, and she's okay. she's fantastic. She like the presence she has, um, how scary she is, like when she yells at Egon, and like just like the pain you feel from her all the time. Um, right. I did want to say the one thing about. Um, when she's like saying that she doesn't need anybody, but she does have a son that maybe would like to see her. Remember, he came back home and she wasn't there, and he wasn't expecting her to be gone, you know. And um, right. So I, I just think it's interesting. she's like kind of forgotten about uh, about Jonas, and I would just be kind of curious to like know what her thoughts about Jonas are. We haven't seen her think about him, or you know, I don't know. Right. It's I just uh, I just looked her up though because it's funny though. I, um, so you how you say her last name in German is Schurna, which means the beaut- like, literally means beautiful. Uh, that's what I thought. It's, I had gotten to that word in my studies. So her name literally yeah. is Maya Beautiful. <laughs> that's awesome. It's a good name for her. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she 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 has such bad luck with these guys though, and uh, uh, yeah, I just Egon or Aegon, excuse me. He just he's trying to. I don't know, do the 1950s thing for what he, what he thinks is right. But, uh, it's really sad. And, uh, she has to go by herself and it's, it's, it's horrible. And that, that seems pretty wild. You want to talk about that scene next? Yeah. yeah. Um, why don't you start us off? Okay. So she gets to the Obendorf's house, right? And I was pretty confused the first time I saw this. Um, okay, I still have some confusion, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. So Helena, uh, Helena, 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 uh-huh. Helena answers the door and I thought she probably worked for Mrs. Obendorf. That was my first Me too. thought. That was my first thought. And then we see that she's going to the waiting room and that she's, right. and she talks about how her mom says, um, all the, like the, the, the babies go to, uh, to, to hell. Right. And right. so then that kind of makes me think, oh, maybe she's there for the abortion, but I still kind of thought she was working for her because maybe she just, maybe Mrs. Obendorf was her mom. Right, and, and that's what I thought at yeah. first too. I thought, okay, this is her daughter, and she's like the, like the secretary at this right shifty uh, clinic. Right, and then, but yeah, she she just answered the door. She was just somebody waiting there, I guess. And um, she's you know next next in line to see Mrs. Obendorf, but we find out that that's um, Helena Albers, who is Katerina's mom. Katerina's mother, who we've seen works at the um, the psychiatric the, ward. The psych ward, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. With uh, where, she was in the episode where I think episode two with Ulrich, and uh, we see in like we see that she has the um, 
that she wears the necklace right at that time yes so there's the bootstrap paradox again so you have the saint christopher's necklace there and then the real cool thing is then when they introduce they introduce themselves and she says katarina and oh that's a pretty name right and shake really likes the name and that's how they got there now i was wondering is this is this katarina being um it, the timeline doesn't make sense. It would be like 16 years later that Katarina would be born. So I just wanted to put that out there. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but, um, I did think that was really cool. And, um, they did play some like music. Did they play the same tone there that they played in the waiting room when they talked about the gift being born? Because like when she, when she says her name is Katarina, I thought there was like a certain lightness about that as well. Well, yeah, I don't really remember. I, I just, I do remember, like, our first reaction I was watching with my wife. It was kind of like you kind of expected any any connection between Hana and Katarina has always been very, like, a negative reaction. So it was kind of this, like, opposite of what you kind of expect right away when the two of them connect and they, like, even shake hands. Yeah. Um, it felt way lighter and, like, positive than I think I was expecting. Yeah, and I was wondering, I was like, did she have to like is it her destiny she had to say that right katarina she had like because the future katarina this i get so confused with all this stuff but like since it happened it had to happen right Right. so it was she talks about destiny too in this episode where like why are some people destined to have everything where some are destined to have nothing nothing. Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's just uh, everybody's on this path where there's really been no like changes, right? Like it's uh, everything's been kind of predicted, except Jonas going to the alternate world. I think so. Right. It is just like we're still on the still on the same path. I think, and I'm really curious to see if they will ever diverge from it. Right. So then she ends. She she um, decides against going to go see Frau Obendorf. Drops off her the um, the necklace and leaves. Yep. Yep, and we don't see her again, right? She picks up. We don't see her till the montage. montage we see her yeah. packing up, right? She packs up and leaves her apartment that she has, right? Right. Um, so I wonder where she's gonna go. Yeah, and she's pregnant, so um, I could maybe talk about it if we talk about the family tree at the end. We okay, might, might have some we'll work that one down yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing in the fifties. Um, did you understand the building permit stuff? Okay, yes, I did. And I was like, uh, because you guys talked about translating something earlier, so I said, okay, let me make sure to pay attention to any of the German documents that I can prove myself useful and provide you with some translations. Yeah, the newspaper, right? Yeah, or or the letter. Yes, yes. So why don't you set us up here, and I I will do my best to explain some of this. Okay, so the first clue we get is is, uh, Bern Doppler, who is Helga's father. He's yelling in the room while, while Claudia's waiting, and he's yelling about how nuclear power is the future. You can't do this to me. Tell the mayor. Tell the mayor he has to. Uh, that he has to right. get. Let me have the permit, right? Am I, am I getting that right? Something like that. Right. And that's funny. That she's like looking at these. We see Claudia just. And I'm like, what's Claudia doing? Like just over. Like she like tutors Helga, right? Yeah. They they run errands. Um. In the other season, Helga was running over to her house to deliver right. like newspapers or milk or something. So. Right. Okay. So she's and she's outside listening, and she's like looking at these like promotional posters for like bring this nuclear plant, and like one of the big words under it has is like the word for in German for peace, like it's gonna bring like <laughs> peace jobs and, and peace or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. much peace to Winden. Yeah. Did you realize the poster was uh, burned Helga and Greta, and no. I, I just cracked up because Greta's smiling in the poster, 
And I was looking at it and I was like, oh, that's Greta. And but like, you can't really recognize her because she's smiling in the painting. Oh, that's funny. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I just, I liked that. It was, it was definitely all three of them. Yeah. Well, funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he's trying to bring, you know, this is like the start of the nuclear power plant. And we know it's important because of, um, you know, all the, the murderous trio has been murdering people from the power plant. And trying to, right. and obviously everything that goes on there with uh, the explosions, the apocalypse. So it's a huge deal. Um, who do you think the guy was that they captured and uh, the, they forced to sign the document? Do you think that was Okay, the... so yeah, yeah, he's the, that's the mayor. That's the mayor, that's what I thought. And how did you, yeah, okay. how did you know right. that? Because so he, here's what happened is that, um, so then we hear Baron stealing and all this stuff like that. And he's like, and then, well, he goes out, the scene where he gives Claudia money for helping them out or whatever, helping Helga out. And he says, like, if you want something in life, you have to take it. Right. Get it alone or something. Um, but we know it's the um, the mayor because he gets into the car and the he's first he notices that the driver's, like, someone different. He's like, oh, it's Heinz. Right, it's not Heinz. And so then they kind of corner him and they say, how much did the coal industry have to pay you to block the plans for the nuclear plant? Right, right. So he and is so the then he says, um, and so then he says, because then the um, the possibly Kane kind said that um, you know money can't buy money can't buy you the future, especially like your future. Yeah, the and gun. So pointed. then they the the first folder they have says Baupolizei, which is like building regulations. Yeah, that's what it says. Building it said like building permit. Yeah. Um, okay, and then they authority. open it up, and inside are is the um, uh, what do you call that? Like the did they translate that? The contract or the... the I yeah, think it's a building permit. I, I want to say it's a building permit on the document. That's right. Like the benamical. It's like the you're being allowed to do it. So it'd be like the building permits. Yep. And so um, they give that to him to sign it. So that... that see, like, you know, they're... These three are going through to make sure that nothing stops the building and functioning of this nuclear plant. Right. And he had also asked, um, did Doppler send you? send you? So that all ties together too. Right, um, right, and then right. they drop off the signed document at the end of the episode too. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I, I would like to know more about, uh, Bern Doppler. He's, um, right. he's not somebody I noticed a lot on my first couple watches, but on the third watch, he kind of sticks out a little bit more as, uh, yeah. this like kind of ominous character. He, well, he, and, you know, and he provides like that line that I read out, like some, you know, some sage wisdom and stuff. So Yeah, and he kind of sets Claudia on the industrious path that she, you know, she goes on in her life. She becomes the director of the power plant. And maybe that was like kind of right. a little inspiration uh, to get her started. I'm oh, not yeah, sure. that's true. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I think we've got all the main storylines in the 50s. Uh, stop me if I'm if I've missed anything. Um, oh, you know what we didn't talk about is like the scene that Doris doris at the church where she finds Ooh, and that was creepy when she walks in and then they're all three there i'm just like oh god these three are so creepy yep yeah and I, um i thought it was really cool i liked i liked that scene yeah and he said he was a minister before which kind of ties into you know agnes's uh the i don't know if his husband because i don't know the circumstances under which tronto was born but right. i think it makes sense that it is uh, Tronto's father because he said he was a minister she said that she he was she was with the pastor and we thought it was Noah but obviously it's not because they're brother and sister not like that's right. stopping anybody in Wyndon but you know <laughs> right and then she you know asked uh, asked him if, if he knew him and he says I did a long time ago yep and um um it just is like so creepy that you know and she's going through this whole thing she's trying to find like um 
oh, do you know anything about, you know, Agnes or this, you know, minister she's with, blah, 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 you know, you know, for, for the sake of, uh, of Tonta, right. For the, for the boy, yep. he pretty much he just calls, calls her out. BS. Yep. He's like, you, you care about Agnes. You care about the woman who left. Yeah. Um, and he's, so, so do you think it was in there? They knew for some reason, because everything that they've been doing has been like very intentional. It's been yeah. like, get the mayor to sign these things, collect these keys, yeah. kill off these certain people. What about that interaction had to happen for the course of history to continue? Yeah, they've got the spoilers, right? So like they knew that Doris was going to show up there and then they had to do that so like they could put they could put it in her mind that uh, he's cheating on her. That way she'd leave him and maybe right. that is crucial. It sets off uh, more things in motion because we don't know what happens to Doris. I, right. I, I want to just make a prediction. I think that you know, we see Agnes go into the, the God particle um, at right. some point in the episode. Do you think that it's possible that Agnes and Doris, you know, link back up and Doris becomes a time traveler? Um, uh, do they just accept people in like this? Like, hey, we had a fling, so... <laughs> That's in. a good question. I don't know how strict the rules are. <laughs> um, but I do know she's not in the 80s. And, you know, it could be explained right. by, you know, she's she got older and died. But I kind of think there's more to it because... I, she's just not mentioned a lot. I, I want, I think she disappears into time. That's, that's my guess going forward with her. Yeah. I think there needs to be something, especially because we see this scene. Like, I think there needs to be like, there'd be other ways for her to find out that she was being cheated on than having these three do it. Like we learn like this guy is the origin. Like he is like become like the most important figure right now in the show. We don't like, it's not necessarily that he has like, unless there, there has to be something more yeah. um, because they don't really need him to be the one to deliver the news. No. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And uh, who, who would have thought going into the season that like our, you know, big mystery characters or the big important characters would be Tronta and this nameless guy that we've never seen before. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, not what I was expecting coming in. Right. Um, okay. So that's the fifties. That's the bulk of the episode. A lot of it's in the fifties. Um, we have, some scenes, and I'm trying to think, I think it's in 2053, um, the scenes with, like, Adam, um, with, like, the Sigmundus people, right? With Adam, Agnes, you know, right. older Magnus, alternate, uh, uh, the Traveler Marta, all these people. Um, do you think that's 2053? I think, I think that's That's right. what I have. I have in my notes. It's 2053, and this is when, yeah. and actually, like, it, like... <laughs> Watching it the second time, it was clear right away that was Agnes. But sometimes in the dark, I have to really look. Is that Agnes or Marta? Yeah. And they'll show something, especially now with the middle-aged Marta in the mix. Oh. <laughs> but then on my rewatch, it was really clear where they would show, like, Agnes missing. And then it would, like, you know, jump to her. Yeah. And so that was pretty clear. But what was interesting here, one, that Adam tells Agnes that she's chosen the right side. Yeah. And um, um, so the other side would be Claudia, right? And right. And then in that gives Agnes the newspaper with the story about Claudia's body being found and tells mm-hmm. he, she must give it to Claudia. And then I'm trying to think back to that. See, it's the season two scene, right? Yes, we do see it. Yeah. Um, she so meets, we, we've seen that happen already. We have seen it happen. It actually happens in the bunker. And I think it's right before Agnes like goes to meet Noah and eventually, you know, time travels again. She gives the older Claudia the newspaper document. And the older Claudia is like, it happens tonight, huh? And that's when she goes to meet up with Noah, and the, or and Noah shoots her, right? That's that's when all that happens. So right. Okay. That, yeah. That's what they're setting in motion. 
Right. And did you see the hug she gave to um, the future girl? The girl that... It, it has to be 2053 because that girl from the future is there. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're kind of a lingering hug. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they, that's what they show. So that, that is interesting. Huh. Um, and then it's in this kind of this sets up kind of like for the episode about how like she Agnes asks like are you going to tell Marta what the true origin is <laughs> and then that kind of you know that yeah. sets up the direction of this whole episode yeah it sets up uh, Adam taking Marta to the you know the bedroom where where, where the deed happened where everything happened right. so where it all started <laughs> um, right yeah so Who knew the origin was so sexy <laughs> What'd you make of this Marta Magnus scene where uh, Magnus Magnus was really upset because Marta ditched them? And right, and he starts talking, and Marta I'm like, "Who the hell is this?" Yeah, I couldn't and figure then, it out first. And then I was like, "Oh, it's him." And then I rewatched. I was like, "Wait, who is this again?" I was like, "Oh, wait, it's him." <laughs> yeah, they, he's he's pretty upset with her. Um, I think he's like implying that now they're calling the shots, now they're in charge, and like they go to meet up with Adam, right? Right. Well, and, then, and he just feels because in this world, they those two are, are real siblings, right? I mean, they are. Yeah, they they're are. still siblings, so maybe there's just also deep like betrayal from yeah, her sister. Definitely, she just ditched them. Um, yeah. Even though it's not really, it's not their Marta, right? So it's it's got to be confusing. <laughs> that one always like gets me when I was like, well, but it's not your Marta. I know. I'm I can't. Like, I... Okay. 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 Head spinning. I know. Um, I wonder where Agnes goes. That's 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 kind of my question. I have. Um, what time period does she go to? I guess we don't. You know, she's not in. We don't see her in eighties or you know. Right, right. We don't. So I'm wondering I, if I went by my theory, I would think that she's going to the fifties to fetch uh, <laughs> fetch Doris and maybe... Doris. Yeah, maybe they go off and. Yeah, you know what I'd have to study is that sick Mundus photo that uh. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good call to maybe see if there are a picture in it. Because um, I bet, I was seeing before season three came out, people were making predictions. And I remember, I think I saw like a lot of the people from the 50s like included in those predictions. And I'd be curious to see if Doris was one of them. So um, uh -huh. th that's just what I think. I, I don't think Doris is done yet. So I think we'll yeah, get more I from agree. her. Um, okay, and then the other, so um, the other main storyline is the uh, desert apocalypse world, right? In 2052, um, a few days, a couple days before, um, 2019 is going to blow up in the other world. Right. So we are just two days out from that happening, which we're sure what happened in your world is going to happen in our world. Yep. And uh, it looks like it's a lot worse there, uh, doesn't it? Doesn't the apocalypse? Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's nothing there. And... <laughs> And it's kind of like the it kind of goes through like I think for me this that like the most boring part of the episode I would say here but a yeah. necessary step is like Marta coming to terms of like kind of believing everything that's happening with her like it's kind of like when she runs out and runs up the hill and she's like <laughs> I don't believe that I don't believe it this she's crazy like I'm crazy blah 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 and there we have to go through a few motions before she finally realizes that she, you know, what's really happening. And that's obviously what leads to them being able to connect. But, um, um, yeah, definitely a worse apocalypse than what we saw <laughs> yeah. in the original world. Total destruction. No nuclear yeah. power plant, even in the background. Um, right. And, you know, the middle-aged Marta, we talked about a little bit, but she's manipulating Jonas, right? She says that they have, they can't, he can't save both worlds. So, but he can save this world. He can save Mikkel, Marta, everybody, Magnus, 
And what they're supposed to do is stop the barrels from being opened. And right. um, so like they're going there. Do you think they're going to try to stop that? And it's, they're probably going to be the well, trigger. I okay. Now I'm getting you to look. Is it, is it Yo- this version of Jonas with Marta that says that I think there is a way to stop both things. I think that's what, yep. I think that's what your version, like another version of you is also doing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really great. I don't really, how close, cause they look the same. So which one is how, what's their, like, how are they separated? The two Martas that are the same age in the second dimension? It, it can't be that many months because um, she still has um, the the nameless baby inside of her, right? It, and it can't be more than nine months. And in fact, she's not showing at all. So it can't be too much of a time difference, right? Right. Okay. So I, I like that too. I, I kind of like seeing that in this episode, a little bit of a clear line of seeing like, okay, like Jonas is kind of, at this we can see Jonas is, he knows what's being manipulated, and he has, he has hope that 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 the other Marta is doing what she's like what she's doing, and he he doesn't really know how, but he's he he thinks there is a way out of this. Yeah, he thinks that's why she brought him back, right? So, um, right. yeah, I, just, I mean, so he they've already served their purpose, right? They've already gone back and created the origin now. Um, right. But what I'm wondering is, will they be the trigger? for the apocalypse there just like ulrich is the trigger for like helga um becoming who he is um just like whenever somebody goes back in time to you know fix something they end up being the cause of it just like claudia and aegon she ends up being his killer when she was trying to save him so um i think i think they're going to try to stop it but it's going to cause it yeah yeah i think you might be right there so um I don't know if I have any other, you know, scenes from the episode. Um, do you have anything? I mean, the, what'd you think of the montage, I guess, uh, before we move on? Um, let's see here. Didn't really learn too much from the montage. <laughs> Ariadna, I'm coming. Right. Wow. Okay, wow. Ari- okay, we get it. We'll talk about um, Ariadna. No, yeah. we're not going to. <laughs> um, it's Yana lying in bed playing with the golden bracelet. Yeah, Yana is. She's sad. Yeah, um, yeah. They can never. Uh, <laughs> it's really sad that this is the peak of their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, following the montage, like those last few scenes, like a, a lot of it, I thought was like really, really well done. So I just like had to kind of laugh of like Adam bringing Marta to the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, this is where everything started. Like, just like <laughs> remember when you two had some fun on that bed right there. <laughs> like <laughs> that other version wasn't it. Isn't it him? Like I don't. Does he remember that? Like I. That's like where right. I get confused because Jonas, you know, the middle-aged version of him, the the stranger version, he didn't remember right. going to the other world. Right. So yeah. So does Adam yeah, remember? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah. a good question. Um, <laughs> but then, like, I like the explanation of it. Um, you know that um, you were sent back for one reason. This is why you had to conceive this child. Blah blah. blah. You the son in you. He's the origin. And then how it kind of fades out at that end. At the end, with um, um, uh, we're gonna call him Kine. We're gonna call our our shot on this one and say he's standing in front of you know the the paintings of Adam and Eve. Yep. Yeah. Mom and Dad. Right. <laughs> right. Mom. You just were saying, "Mommy, Daddy." <laughs> yeah. Um. I do you think is there going to be an able like do you think is there two of these are there two versions of are, are they tw- does she have twins well see that 
that's what are Cain and Abel actual twins or are they yeah, brothers? Yeah, I think I I I, th- I was it was doing a little research on it, and I think that like that one followed the other out, like of, of the okay. womb. So I, and I think like one was holding on to like the other's ankle. Um, I could be wrong on that. Don't please, please, please. <laughs> I could be totally wrong on that, but I think that's what I remember reading today. Um, right. But well, yeah, I think they're close um, in age. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well then, yeah, I think that's a. Um... It's a possibility. That will be interesting to see if that happens. I hope that I, I we might have stumbled on something. We might be smarter than we think, Brian. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see the reviews, but so, so. what do we get to talk about now? Yeah, about the the um yeah family but, tree yeah. associated tidbits. Yeah, if you don't want to hear anything about the family tree, we'll probably just go a little bit more and talk about some of the things we noticed um, from the episode with that. Um, so if you don't want to hear that, no problem. Go ahead and get out of here for, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Get out. See ya. Bye. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss. <laughs> tschüss. <laughs> I know that word now. Good. Did I say it right? Tschüss. Yeah. Tschüss. 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 Yeah. Act like you're going to kiss. Like you are Jonas about to kiss Matu. Tschüss. Tschüss. Yeah. yeah. Oh, way better. Yeah. Way, way, way better. See, I'm like, I mean, you know, Duolingo, you know, it does a little bit, but you know, it's just like my English, uh, my English version of German. So it's pretty bad. Uh, in case you ever get, you know, time traveling, get stuck in Germany. So I could, I could talk about like, uh, men and women. I could, I could say you are a man and you are a woman. And, they'd, they'd <laughs> and be you like, could wow. say Adam, Eva. <laughs> yes. I know a lot of the names now. <laughs> oh, you're Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jonas. Hello. Okay, so what do we need to talk about here? Okay, so the family tree stuff, right? Um, Egon and Hannah's baby is the girl from the future. Is which is Celia? <coughs> Celia is her name, right? And C E C E L I A. I think S I L J A. Okay, oh Zilia. Okay, Zilia. <coughs> so uh, Zilia, did you say? Yeah, if it's an S, then I'll make it a hard S because Zilia. Okay, so Zilia and um, Zilia and Bartosh get together, okay? Okay. And Bartosh and Zilia's babies, this is wild, is Agnes and Noah. Okay, right. Which is pretty crazy, right? So they, um, so like, yeah, so like when Noah's recruiting Bartosh in the first season, you know, that's his. That's his, uh, that's his son, that, or that's his father that he's actually recruiting. Right. And the young Noah, it's speculated and pretty, like, heavily confirmed that young Noah kills older Bartosh in the first episode of season two. Right. Um, that, okay, I remember that scene, right? Yeah, when he's, like, there, there, yeah, with the axe when he's digging. So, um, yeah, I never knew Bartosh would be so important. I never knew Tronto would be so important. Well, I will say, Tronto, Tronto no, but Bartosh, like... As we've been watching this, I'm like, okay, Bartosz, like, there was something that's just not right about Bartosz. Yeah, and uh, he's Noah's dad. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, he's, he, he really hates Jonas. Like, I wonder if he's going to be a big thorn in Jonas' side going through, uh, going right. through the end, because he's been saying it's Jonas' fault all along, so. And they've got right. some animosity together, uh, fighting in the rain a couple different times, you know. Yeah. yeah bad blood between those two. Um. So, yeah, and then when I was saying, like, when Agnes hugs Zilia, she's hugging her mom, or Zilia, she's hugging her mom at the end. And so I thought that was kind of cool that they had that little nod there. Yes, right. That's good. <laughs> and then um, I thought we had one more note in spoilers. I'm not sure. It's not coming to me right now. 
Okay, um, can I do just some like general speculation questions here? I would love to. Wondering, yeah. okay, so we obviously like like the big we didn't see in this episode, but like a big question mark is Peta, right? Yes, yeah, I yeah, he is very because there's so mm-hmm. much we don't know about him. Like so, like you said, supposedly father is Helga, supposedly grandfather is Bernd, right? Correct. And then his grandma would be Greta. Yes. But we don't know who his mom is, right? No. And we don't even know where he was before 1987. That's when they well, say... Well, that, he... that weirds me out about him and it weirds me out about Alexander Kula. Yeah, definitely. And, I, and there's definitely stuff about Alexander that, uh, you know, he's definitely committed some crimes well, in the Well, that's past, what... Right? Okay, if we didn't know... Well, now <laughs> the thing about the, the evil child, whatever, kind of throw me off. Because I'm like, well, those two, if they're from, they came, what's weird is that if Peter and Alexander came in at the same time to Vinden, right? Yeah, they pretty much did. Yeah, really okay, close. So that's really close. kind of a weird connection to me, like why they both came in yeah. in the 80s, like with not, with no, well, yeah, it's just like, with, I guess Peter's, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's weird. And, and Peter, he's a pastor in the other, um, in the other world, which, made me pause as well because I originally thought that maybe Agnes got with the alternate version of Peter and that was the pastor husband, but I think it's turning out to be kind, right? Our, our nameless character. Right. <laughs> and then, okay. And then, Oh, one thing and then maybe we should talk about is he says, Adam says to, uh, let me find it on here. He lists off these names, right? Oh, uh, Ulrich. Says, yeah, uh, when Noah when Noah finds um when Noah's talking to middle aged Marta. Uh, or Adam. But who's talking to it? Um I remember Noah listing the names in this episode, like where he's talking about. Oh yeah, Ulrich. Noah, Noah says. Yeah. No, no, Noah okay. says Noah says the end is the beginning, the beginning is the end. Like like um we're on and we're all born out of it. Yep. And he says he. Now is he directly talking about Adam here? I thought maybe Kai. I thought maybe the name or was kid. Maybe kind of the name because they don't want to say his name. Him. Yeah. Agnes, Tronte, Jana, Ulrich, Katarina, do you? And a never ending circle. Yeah. They're all related. Like, it's it's really wild. Every single person, like, uh, the, between, like, the Dopplers, the Nielsens, and the uh, Conwells, there's, like, relations everywhere with it. It's, it's really wild and, um, like it really is a loop, and like every which way you look, there's going to be a connection. Like it's all incest. <laughs> right. We don't really we don't know yet who Regina's dad is, though, right? We sure don't. And it's oh, actually, um, I think it was confirmed via the family tree that it was was in fact Tronta. It is Tronta, yeah. right? Because Tronta appears twice. Right, and he's like he picks up Regina in the in the uh, season two, I believe it was, or I think it was season or episode two. Excuse me. Oh, um, and he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, That's and he right. cares more about her than... Oh, uh, you know what, Brian? I feel smarter and dumber talking to you, so... Yeah, I I mean, I just uh, just going through this, I was so worried before, because when I was taking notes for this, I was like, this is a real crazy episode. They're going to be coming after me. He uh, doesn't know what he's talking about, so I, I hope <laughs> I hope it was okay. Um, trying to. Teach. I think it was above yeah. average. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, fun to talk about. Um, can yeah. I ask you who your favorite character is, Paul, before, uh, Ooh, okay. or favorite storyline, not even character, because, like, I think, I, like, yeah. characters are kind of despicable, Let some me of them. Th- but... I mean, I, I would probably, I mean, like, oh, well, it's, it's weird now, because it's, like, so not really a thing right now, but I think, like, the story of Mikkel is what, like, 
drew me into everything. And so I think everything surrounding like the, um, the Nielsen family is like the most interesting to me and how, you know, the, the Mikkel becoming Mikhail and then Ulrich going back in time and like all his, you know, his different stories through time. So I think, I think probably Mikkel and Ulrich. Yeah. That, that is probably my, like, that's kind of what intrigued me the most as a character. I love Charlotte and I wish you could see a little more of her this season. Cause I, I love her as a character. Yes. And I also think Hannah is a very good actress. She kind of drives me back, you know, a little crazy sometimes, yeah. but um, who do you like? No, Hannah, Hannah's got, I think Hannah is my favorite actress. Just um, the, like, obviously her character can be very, you know, scary and despicable, but I really do think she's a good job. And like when she's on screen, the show is very interesting. Right. And, right. um, uh, the storyline, what happens to Ulrich really interests me. Um, really just makes me so sad. And, uh, I think it's just like one of the, it's just so messed up. He just gets stuck in the fifties and he's left there for all eternity until, you know, 87 when Katarina finally comes and sees him. And we don't know how that's going to play out either, but, um, right. that really hits, you know, like the, just the passage of time with him. So, um, yeah, he's, he's one of my favorites. And then, uh, uh, I, as much as I hate on Bartosh, I do, I do like, uh, the Bartosh scenes. So, um, <laughs> it's kind of fun just to see what he's up to all the time. Yeah, no, he's funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think it, they're all so good and, uh, I can't, can't wait to see how it all ties together. So, um, yeah. yeah and, uh, yeah, it just, I love seeing the, just the different machinations of the characters, right? Just when you go back and you see the fur the first time it's the reveal of uh, this is somebody from the future that we know about. And they do such a good job of casting where you know who it is based on just like little traits that they have. Like, I don't know if you saw like Yana has the gray streak of hair, even as a child that goes right, throughout her right. whole character. So just like little details like that are so No, cool. the show is really, really good. I'm happy that we're able to do this and I'm happy now because I can go watch the next episode. Yeah, no, you're free. Free to us. Uh, we can both uh, go, <laughs> That's go what to I'm looking on. forward to. Yeah. So, Halfway through the third season, and uh, this is it. So, uh, four episodes left, and we'll try to cover all of them. Um, hopefully, by the end of next week is my target. So, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but Paul, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Any any last words before I sign off here? Um, go be an Ariadna. Yeah, and if yeah, there is a lot of Ariadna. I just want to say I watched. Uh, just at the end here, I watched a really funny video about uh, explaining Ariadna and Theseus, and it was like uh, in the most childlike uh, explanation ever. It you was, know, some people need that, Brian. Yeah, and like I just wanted to like read one line from it, uh, just like in the tone it was. It was like Theseus did not find Ariadna attractive, and it was just like that the whole time. It was just like very slow. This is what you should happened. make a video like that. Like, um... <laughs> Uh, Tronte did not find Claudia attractive, <laughs> Until... even though he showed her. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Much later in life, though, he changed his mind and he left Yana at the curb. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was the research. Yeah, but I, I feel good not talking about Ariadna anymore. It's, uh, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though I did make some connections, I, I, I don't even feel like sharing them. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WakeUpWinden. You could email the show at WakeUpWinden at gmail.com. And it would uh, be so happy, so appreciative if you would leave a five-star review for the show. That would really help. I uh, would appreciate it so much. Uh, Paul, thanks again for coming by. Uh, see you guys later. Take care. Bye-bye.